0: Hey everyone, this is Aaron and Juwan and you're listening to Wellness for Real People. This show is for people who are on the go, busy and looking for ways to live their best lives. We focus on wellness topics in mindfulness, exercise, diet and sleep and share quick actionable tactics to improve your health and wellness. We're not perfect, but we're trying to get a little better each day. Let's grow on this journey together. Hey everybody, welcome back to
1: another episode of Wellness for Real People. Really excited to share with you today. My name is Juwan. My co-host today is uh, my brother Aaron, uh, brother from another mother. We're not biological (laughs) but it's all the same. Yeah, (laughs) it's awesome. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about an interesting uh, topic that keeps coming up um, in a lot of discussions lately, and uh, we're going to talk about the Mediterranean diet. Um, there's a you know a lot of discussion about it around you know just how helpful it can be for people with certain health conditions and just um, even if you don't have any certain health conditions you know there's been a lot of uh, talk and research around you know how this diet can help you maintain a healthy lifestyle and and live live longer and so we're gonna take a look at uh, some research from um, Harvard Health and we're gonna talk a little bit about you know what is the Mediterranean diet exactly um, and kind of how it works a few interesting points about the diet and then some research uh to 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 back up um, some 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 studies that talk about some of the benefits that folks have found um, from from adopting this diet so uh let's dive into it I guess before we before we get going Aaron kind of you know just your initial thoughts on um the Mediterranean diet and kind of what you've heard so far or what you're interested in you know discussing or learning more about it
0: Yeah, no. So it's like you said, a lot of people are talking about it. It's been around, you know, it's not something that's brand new, but I think it's something that we've talked about a lot in this show around kind of just the diet portion of the meds um, uh, cycle of kind of what we're looking at for this podcast and I see it as a natural extension of kind of the things that we're already trying to do, but maybe it's just being a little bit more deliberate and focused about, you know, the diet and approach and we'll dive into the research and and some of the details there, but it's typically the things that you would expect that are going to be good for you, you know, fruits, vegetables, beans, legumes, healthy fats, healthy oils, fish, chicken, you know, in in moderation, of course, uh, and then avoiding red meat right? Those are all the pillars of a good, healthy diet. But I think this one's a little bit more intentional. Um, and and really looking at, you know, some of the other parts, we'll get into it, I don't want to jump too far ahead. But you know, it's always talking about like water and and, and diet, uh, physical activity and all that stuff. So we'll get into it. But yeah.
1: Cool, cool. No, great segue. So you know, like um, kind of as you as you mentioned, there are different versions of the Mediterranean diet. So I think it's important to note that, you know, there's little sub-branches of it. Um, but you know, ultimately it's more of an eating pattern than like a strictly regimented diet plan. And it's based on emphasizing certain foods that are uh you know typically eaten uh in the dietary traditions of you know Greece, southern Italy. Um, you know, during the mid 20th century, and interesting thing that the article is saying that you know around that time, these countries displayed low rates of chronic disease and and higher than uh, average adult life expectancy, despite having limited access to healthcare. And so, it's believed that their diet. Uh, mainly, as you mentioned, fruits and vegetables, n- uh, beans, nuts, whole grains, fish, olive oil, small amounts of dairy and red wine contributed to to these health benefits. Um, and so, like you like you also mentioned, right? It's not just the diet; it's it's a really holistic approach to things. And so, it's also important to highlight that daily exercise um, and beneficial social. Uh, impacts of eating meals together was really, really important, right? That, you know, as humans, we're social creatures. And so, you know, having that tight-knit social community, I think, makes a big difference as well in terms of just, you know, our own, our happiness and longevity and, and life expectancy. So let's talk a little bit about kind of specifically how it works um, and then, uh, you know, dive into a few interesting points about the diet. So, um, you know, it's a primarily a plant based eating plan, you know, it includes, you know, as, as mentioned, a daily intake of whole grains, olive oil, fruits, vegetables, beans, other legumes, nuts, herbs and spices. Um, other other uh, foods like animal proteins are typically eaten in smaller quantities, which is something I find quite quite interesting. You know, yeah. growing up in the states, you know, I tip, we typically build our plate with the meat with the animal protein first, and then you maybe yeah. a little veggies here, and then lots of you know lots of yeah. you know lots of
0: starches and grains. Well, so. I just think about like our culture was like heavy on like barbecue and the grilling, and and, and usually that's going to be you know beef steak. Uh, pork all of those like heavy and, and huge portions uh, of those meats and so it's like a kind of a completely different shift in that sense yeah
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah so it's really interesting and you know so they're saying you know those, those animal proteins you can that you they do eat them you know people with the mediterranean diet do eat animal protein but it's just in smaller quantities and really preferred the preferred you know protein being fish and, and seafood um you know uh, it doesn't really specify specific portions or sizes uh, or, or amounts of food. Um, it's up to the individual to decide exactly how much, you know, food to eat at each meal. Um, and it, it kind of varies based on, you know, your physical activity and your body size. So I think that's really, really important. It's not necessarily just a one size fits all approach. So a few interesting points that I wanted to to talk with you about today, Aaron. You know, they talked about, um, you know, in this eating plan, some things that make it unique. It's an emphasis on healthy fats, right? And so olive oil is recommended as, you know, the primary added fat replacing other oils and fats like butter or margarine. Um, And other foods containing naturally healthy fats uh, are highlighted such as avocados or nuts or oily fish like salmon and sardines. So um, I thought that was, you know, you know really really interesting. We hear a lot of time. I I hear a lot about you know which oils to use and which, yes. you, which is cooking and preparation. So you know, olive yeah. oil versus you know <laughs> avocado canola, oil versus canola oil, coconut and, oil. And, 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 and who knows, right?
0: There's so many different types.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a lot to it, but uh, you know they they seem to emphasize you know, um, you know olive oil specifically for this uh, Mediterranean diet. Um, as mentioned a little bit earlier, um, you know, choosing fish as the preferred animal protein, at least twice weekly. And then other animal proteins like, you know, uh, poultry, um, eggs, dairy, you know, cheese or yogurt, even smaller portions um, daily or just a few times a week. Um, red meat. Um, so we talked about this a little bit uh, earlier, right? So it, it, you don't necessarily have to qu- completely eliminate it, but it's really kind of being, you know, really diligent about it. So only a few times a month, right? And I kind of like that idea or approach, right? Because I, I don't know, I feel a little bit weird when we start talking about completely eliminating certain things, Um because it just feels, you know, it, it it's hard to do that, right? And it's really restrictive and hard to maintain that over a really long long period of time. So, I, I I like the idea that, you know, you can you can indulge a little bit in the in the red meat but just not doing it like every single day. Um and just having a little more balance to it. So, what what are your thoughts there?
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's the main key is you don't want you're not completely eliminating it and it almost makes it a treat at that point and it's like hey maybe we're going out to a really nice restaurant. I'm gonna get a nice cut of steak, you know, like a flaming yon or something really nice. Uh but you're not always doing that every single day or not eating like bacon every single day or uh going in and you know piling bacon. up on the burgers. I love bacon man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's the hardest one for me to eliminate and I've tried to switch to turkey. And I just can't get down with the turkey bacon. I try seasoning it up and, you know, all kind of different things I've seen online to try to make it taste better. And it's just like, you know what, I'm just not going to do it. And I'll just have my bacon every now and then. Maybe I'll go out to breakfast uh, with my family and do something. Then I'll go big on the bacon. But just trying to eliminate it from a day-to-day perspective. And then switching it up with, you know, you got eggs still. Uh, The avocado side of things, you know, avocado toast is delicious if you season it up a little bit and something that's super healthy and you can still get some healthy grains in there with the right type of bread. So, and uh, I think it's just, you know, it's just something that we definitely need to keep and be conscious of because it's so easy to just say, yeah, let me get a burger. Let me get a burger. Let me get this or that. Like whenever you go out, those are the things that you can find pretty much anywhere uh, or toppings on pizzas. Things like that, where it's just like quick and easy to say, yeah, load it up with the meat lovers and it's all like sausage and pepperoni, and all these other bad meats. So, yeah, yeah, man, it's just something to just be really aware of and think about. And I think for the like I said, the where the region this came from, it's just kind of the things that naturally occurred in their region. And just the way life was back then where you had to walk and be a little bit more physical. And we've taken this shift to a more sedentary lifestyle and a lifestyle where it's so easy to get whatever you want without leaving your house that, right. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not active, we're not physical. And we're ordering, you know, delivery on a daily basis and things are just coming to your house. And it's usually probably a burger or something, you know, quick and easy to get, but it's not going to be necessarily always good for you. So yeah. I definitely called that out and saw that in an article. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, great points. Um, in terms of uh, the beverage side of things, hydration, they say, you know, choosing water as the main daily, you know, uh, beverage, uh, but allowing for a moderate intake of wine with meals, you know, one to two glasses a day for men and one glass a day for women. Um, and that's something I've definitely seen, you know, and in, in, especially in that part of the world, you know, mm. I recently came back from, you know, Spain and um, you know, France and, uh, 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 Portugal, right? And it's just like it's just it it's just part of the culture, like with every meal, right? They're asking, "Do you want wine?" You know, people are drinking wine with you know with with their lunch or dinner, and and um, you know, I thought it's a really different approach um, than I think um, you know, a lot of times we grow up with here in our yeah. drinking culture where you know I tend to be drinking a lot more beer um, or hard alcohol, you right. know, and uh, and so. Um, I just thought that was, that was interesting, too. Um, uh, and, you know, oftentimes, you know, you drink a glass of wine, um, you know, as a social thing, right? It it's, you're getting together with the family or friends, right? And you you know, you have, yeah. a, you, have, you have a little, little glass together, right? And so that, uh, it, I think it all ties in together kind of, you know, with with the diet and thing, right? The, the, like we talked about the diet, the exercise, but also that social component that's really, really important, yeah. those types social relationships, so.
0: Yeah. I think it's a great thing too, in terms of just, you know, decompressing and kind of relaxing at the end of the day, it's like you said, it's about moderation. You're just doing that one glass um, at the end of the day. I remember um, reading Tim Ferriss. That was kind of one of his, his uh, things like at the end of the day, he would pick up a book and have a glass of wine and it helped him kind of relax and ease into um, uh, into like kind of the evening and help him get ready for sleep and kind of just taking his mind away from all the troubles of the day. And so I think about those other cultures and I have to think like that social component, but then that's, you know, the drinking of the wine and and all of that coming together is just helping you to relax and to de-stress. And Mm. that we, as we've seen in other articles that we research, reducing those stress levels is going to increase the longevity of your life and then impacts all the other things, your sleep, your Mm. ability to exercise and focus and do all these other things. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the, the wine's probably not making you, necessarily that much healthier but it's just yeah. like part of the culture part of the the way to help manage the stress and then just you know uh one way that you can still treat yourself to some extent yeah yeah
1: great great so let's talk a little bit about you know the research um that supports you know adopting the mediterranean diet and then we'll kind of kind of close it out from there but um i thought there were a couple studies i wanted to to highlight um uh, one point they mentioned was that, you know, the, the, uh, the Mediterranean diet has been shown through research in, uh, uh, to be effective in reducing the risk of cardiovascular diseases and overall mortality. So uh, they talked about a study of nearly 26,000 women found that those who followed this type of diet had a 25% less risk of developing cardiovascular disease over the course of 12 years. And they said that, you know, changes in inflammation, blood sugar and body mass index were the biggest drivers. Um, And so I thought that was, wow, that's that's a big, big, big difference. Twenty five percent less risk. I mean, I'll take that any day of the week, you know, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So another quick uh, study they mentioned um, is a primary prevention trial, including thousands of people with diabetes or other risk factors for heart disease, found that, you know, the Mediterranean diet supplemented with extra virgin olive olive oil or nuts without any fat or calorie restrictions actually reduced the rates of death from stroke by roughly 30%. and the risk of type two diabetes was also uh, reduced in this, this trial. Um, so uh, you know, that, that it's very interesting, just that that whole idea around healthy fats in terms of olive oil and more of these healthy fats. Um and how that can, you know, can really help um with uh with uh you know. A lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, potential health uh, issues down the road. And so, the last study I want to I want to highlight uh, was um, a, a, it's a nurses' health study following oh, uh, ten thousand six hundred and seventy women. Uh, that's a very specific number.
0: It is. It's a lot too. It's a, I think that's a pretty good population size. But yeah, that's the exact number.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were ages fifty seven to sixty one, and it observed the effect of dietary patterns on aging. They said healthy aging was defined as living to seventy years or more and having no chronic diseases like type two diabetes, kidney disease, lung disease, Parkinson's disease, cancer, etc., or, or major declines in mental health, cognition, and physical function. Uh, so it's not just enough to you know be seventy years old, but also be seventy years old and really you know healthy and vibrant and um, you know feeling feeling well. So the study found that women who followed the Mediterranean type uh, eating uh, pattern were 46% more likely to age healthfully. And that's just a staggering uh, uh, statistic. It's just like, you know, wow. I mean, yeah. it's it's very, very, very strong evidence for, you know, the power of, you know, this, this type of approach to, to balanced approach um, to, to your diet and lifestyle. And so I just wanted to share a few, a few um, studies uh and stats with 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 you all about you know why folks think this diet is uh is really helpful and, and why it may keep coming up in different conversations with your health with your healthcare care team or you know um you know just in in the media around um you know some good uh some good habits to adopt so um Let's kind of, let's kind of just stop there with, with, uh, you know, with, with uh, going over the diet and just want to kind of hear your kind of wrap up overall thoughts on on the Mediterranean diet and kind of what you've learned you know, through kind of studying this and, and what you might want to apply you know, to, to your, your specific uh, life and, and me as well. So what are your thoughts here?
0: Yeah, I thought one of the big pieces too in reading the article was just you know taking bits and pieces and trying to make it work for yourself. I think that's something that we do really well with our podcast and, and kind of the practices that we have is where it's trying to find uh, pieces of information that are consistent and then trying to apply them in ways that work for you, because it's not always possible to just to like dive in and take, you know, everything on all at once and go all in on a certain plan or diet, but it's about trying to understand what works for you. I like that they talked about also the Mediterranean diet pyramid and uh, how to create a balanced plate. I think that's something that I don't think about very often. Um, it's like there's moments where I'm very intentional and in trying to put something healthy in there, but it's not like this plan where you have like a portion of your plate that's dedicated to greens, you know, healthy proteins, a small amount of carbs, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's a good way to think about things because then you're not necessarily, you know, I can only eat this, I can't eat that, but it's about control and portion size. And then after a while, it becomes a habit and it's something that you can uh, constantly think about when you, you know, when you're putting your plate together for dinner or for lunch. So I thought that was kind of one of my big takeaways is being more thoughtful and aware of what's going on the plate. And then just feeling, you know, overall positive about some of the choices and lifestyle changes I'm trying to make and that they align with this diet. And, and the research shows that it definitely can help you live a longer, healthier life. So thought that was positive.
1: Yeah, no, I love that point about the, you know, building your plate, right? And I think that's very actionable and something I want to uh want to work on, right? It's like, you know, just uh mindfully uh uh building my plates and really starting with uh plant-based, right? Uh, 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 making that like at least half of my, you know, my, my plate. Right. Yeah. Um, and just trying to be really diligent about that. And there's so many ways to do that, whether that's, you know, just adding in a salad or, you know, some mixed greens or, you know, broccoli, spinach, uh, you know, green beans. I mean, you go down the list, asparagus, right. Like just mm-hmm. being really mm-hmm. mindful about, um, loading up on, on, on those, on those, on those healthy healthy greens right and and then like you said having smaller portions of these other things the the fish uh, or the chicken or um you know a little bit of a little bit of red meat every a couple times a month right and um and then yeah those those are healthier healthier grains or or carbs and um you know getting my fruits making sure i get my fruits in there as well as a part of the diet. So, uh, I think that's really great, great actionable, uh, tip to leave us on. And, um, you know, ultimately hope, hope that you all found this article, you know, helpful, uh, our discussion about it helpful. And, and, um, you know, we'll link to the article in the show notes. There's a lot more that we didn't get to cover. Um, so if you want to read the full, full, full article, um, just check the show notes, but, um, we'll be back soon with, uh, another episode of wellness for real people and, uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Take care.
0: Bye. Thanks, everybody.
1: Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Wellness for Real People. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please share it with them. Sharing is caring. So we just want to thank you for being a part of our community. we got many more episodes to come. And if you have any questions or want to learn more about CanDo Tea, visit us on our website at CanDoTea.com.